If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Lord Jesus, before I read your holy word, pray God you'd speak to my heart, that you'd lose my tongue, and may I say exactly what you won't say. I realize and know that without you I'm nothing, but with you I can do all things. Lord, I do need you. I need you right now. There's many standing right here right now, Lord, that need you. They need to get a good word from you to God. Pray for those that are waiting on test results. God, we belong to you, and it's your business what you do with us. So we surrender all this morning. And may your will be done, for we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. What? The question is what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Now listen to this statement. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You may be seated. I want you to think about something this morning as I try to convey the message to you. The Holy Spirit of God is the third person. He's not an it. He is a real person that lives within your heart if you're saved and mine. And the question is, have you allowed... Now, I'm not talking about... What, have you been... Have you, what is that thing I'm doing? It's okay. The devil is not going to stop this show. question is, have you allowed the Holy Spirit of God to invade your life. Now, if you're saved, then the Holy Spirit lives within you, okay? But there's something about living within you and allowing the Holy Spirit to literally invade your life, invade your privacy. You know, we think sometimes, well, I've got this. I, I I don't need anybody to help me. I've got this. I've heard it said many times. I've got this. Are we going by this or this? What are we doing? This? Okay. I think I might have messed it up. There's a difference in the Holy Spirit living in your life and allowing him to invade you. To invade your privacy. To change your uh, my plans. Uh, You know, I have plans for tomorrow. I have a a world of visiting that I plan to do tomorrow, okay? And then to drive somewhere beyond traveler's rest and, and to preach on family. But I need to make sure that the Holy Spirit of God has invaded my life and given me exactly not only what you need to hear this morning, but what I need to hear from the Holy Spirit of God. You know, it's amazing to me, while we are speaking, while we are trying to preach God's word, that the Holy Spirit of God speaks to us along the pathway, okay? Also, don't forget that the the devil wants to invade your life also. Now, if you're lost... He's already invaded your life. He's already in control of your life right now. If you're lost, he is in control of your life. Regardless of what you might think or what you might say, 
The devil is in control of your life until you say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save my soul, forgive me of my sins, and allow the Holy Spirit of God to literally invade your privacy. Now the devil will be quick to say, oh, you don't want to do that. Once you do that, things are going to happen that you didn't expect to happen. In fact, I can't tell you what all will happen. Okay, saved at the age of 12, all right? But the Holy Spirit of God, I did not allow the Holy Spirit of God to invade my life until I said, okay, Lord, I've gone far enough. Whatever you want out of this, I'm ready. Now, I said I was ready, but I really wasn't ready because of the steps that was going to have to take place for me to get to where he wanted me, listen, at that present time. And my life is constantly changing, okay? It's changing physically. I get so aggravated with these things. I wipe them and I clean them and they still look blurred, okay? And Lynn, bless her heart, she's losing her voice. I can't hear her anymore. <laughs> she, she, but she cares about me and she... I tell us, look, if it's important, speak where I can hear you. I still have my teeth. Lynn sees to that. I go every six months and have them worked on, okay? But we're losing physically. The Bible talks about us waxing old, okay? What does that mean? Hey, I'm, I, get, I may get where I can't walk. I may get where I can't climb. Well, that's okay. As long as he gives me breath in my body and, and gives me a, a tongue and gives me words, I'm going to do what I'm doing, Okay? So don't fret, don't get upset. Just, just allow the Holy Spirit of God to come in, invade your life, and let him have his way. Listen, there is no better way than God's way. Amen? There is no better way than God's way. All right, wherever you work, wherever you hang out, wherever you go to school, it's your responsibility as you have the Holy Spirit living in you if you're saved, that you allow that Holy Spirit to invade other people's lives. Through you. In fact, they might ask you, why do you act the way you act? Well, I hope it's a good act, okay? First of all, I hope it's a good act. I'm doing what I do because of the Lord Jesus Christ and no other reason. We went to the Farm Expo and they had a lot of displays down there, but one of the displays was Fellowship of Christian Farmers. I shared that with Mac. He hadn't heard of it. I hadn't heard of it either. So we went in their booth. And, of course, you, you were met by someone, and uh, they take you and set you down in a private, little private area like, and they begin to talk to you, just ramble talking. And what, I knew what he was leading up to, and I'm glad. I, I told him I appreciated it. But he was leading up to talking to us about the Lord Jesus Christ, and I just let him talk because, hey, we need refresher courses. Amen? 
We need to allow the Holy Spirit to re-invade our life. Just because he invades at one time and we're following him don't mean that it always is that way because the devil will see that you take a while or I take a wild detour. So they had the uh, salvation bracelet and he went through all the colors. And uh, then I had the opportunity to share with him about Lynn and I working with uh, the Good News Club and how we, uh, what we have experienced there through our precious children. But anyhow, I got a walking stick out of that deal. That's what I want in. I wanted that stick, you know. <laughs> I needed that stick. Sometimes we just need a little prop, you know, just a little aid. But what's, what's amazing, you can see people, you know, on a walker, here they go. They're just, they're just creeping. Everybody's watching, they're creeping. You get about six foot from the car, they sort of look around, fold it up, and put it there, and walk right on there and get in, you know. Hey. And I'm not making fun of any of you who are on a walker. You got that because I, I got one. I got two or three at home. I got two wheelchairs at home. I got crutches at home. I'm prepared for this waxing old. I may never use it, but I'm I'm getting I've got the I've got the equipment to take care of me in my waxing old days, all right? So we think about this invasion of the Holy Spirit. The salvation of God is what it's all about. First of all, salvation and the invasion of the Holy Spirit of God means new ownership. New ownership. You remember Zacchaeus? Old boys like me, he was short, so he, he wanted to see Jesus. He climbed up the tree, and when Jesus came along, he looked up, he said, Zacchaeus, come down and down that tree, son. I'm going home with you. He said, today salvation has come to your house. The Holy Spirit of God invaded Zacchaeus. He come down out of the tree and invited Jesus to go home with him. Jesus went home with him, and then you had this crowd in the background. It grows warts. Look at him, look at him, he's hanging out with a sinner. He's hanging out with a sinner. But it's amazing. Hey, uh, Joshua said, when the Holy Spirit invaded his house, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He didn't say, I'm going to check with Mrs. Uh, John, uh, well, the name of the just left me, what was it? I didn't, I'm going to check with her. Uh, no, he didn't say that. He went right on. He said, me and my house, we will uh, serve the Lord. Now, when we think about that, it was new ownership came to his house. Um, you know, Job had a lot going on in his life, and it's a wonder. It's a wonder he made it physically because of all that went on in his life. But God was getting him ready for bigger things. Now, when we think about this, what about, what about this one? Paul and Silas in prison, singing. Hey, they're in chains. They're in chains. They are bound. And they sing in the gospel songs. An earthquake takes place. Hey, the jail doors fall off. Their shackles fall off. And... The jailer, he is scared to death because it meant his life. If they escaped, he would lose his life. He come running in with a light. Paul said, hey, son, don't get upset. We're all here. <laughs> Ain't nobody escaped. We're here. 
little short testimony, and then the jailer says, what must I do to be saved? The Holy Spirit of God was invading right there in the jail cell, and when the guard came in, it invaded him. You see, it's, a, it's like a, a spark. It takes a spark to get a fire going. You've got to have an initial spark, okay? You've got to have a spark. Lynn was getting ready to cook in, in the camper down there, and, and she's a whiz at it. She's done got the gas thing down, turn it, strike your match, and she's ready to go, but it wouldn't do nothing. Well, I said, well, let me see what I can do. I despise matches. She had a whole box of them. I said, I don't like these matches. I was negative from the start, okay? I said, I don't like these matches. I'm a striking it and a turn it and sticking it down there. And I could see something. I mean, a visual, uh, the, the flame was moving. I said, well, it ought to light. I said, I don't like these matches. I made the statement about four times. I think she got it. I said, I like these strikers. You know, it's a whole lot safer. Then I says, you know what? I said, I think I didn't turn the gas on. <laughs> I went out and I turned the gas on. Then I struck the match, and it still, it was a little hesitation before it lit. You know what was there? It was air in the line. You know what that is? That was a hindrance. That hindrance got me stirred up. I struck three matches before I could get the thing lit. A hindrance. You see, the gas wanted to invade there where we could have a flame, but the air was keeping it from it. It was a hindrance. And the devil is the prince of the power of the air. And he'll do what he can to hinder you. He'll do what he can to knock you down. I remember the days when Lynn, when she was diagnosed with cancer, you know, hey, our whole household, attitudes changed in there. Attitudes changed. Well, you know, hey, when we've learned now Whatever word comes, the best thing to do if we're saved is trust the Lord with it. You, look, I can't change things, okay? But God can. And if he wants to change it, he will, he will. But salvation, it brings about new ownership. That is the third person. Secondly, when you talk about the invasion of the Holy Spirit, the salvation of God, it requires a change of outlook. Outlook. And when we think about that, you see, uh, we understand that when we own something, it's ours. The moment you purchase something and you pay the price, it becomes your property, all right? The moment we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and the Holy Spirit invades our life, we become property of God. It's, it's not only comes up new ownership, but we should have a, a brand new outlook. Now, picture yourself a moment. Let's suppose you're lost right now, and you get saved right now, this morning. Who is going to help you follow through and answer questions that you might have and help you get off the runway? Hopefully, somebody will. I think that's one of the things we're lacking here is some people to step alongside our new born-again Christians and say, I want to help you. I want to walk with you through this life because I want you to be successful for the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, many people come down the aisle and they tell the preacher, say, look, I, I want to join the church. Or listen now, they come down the aisle and say, I want to join the church, all right? 
And sometimes, sad to say, I am one. They say, well, let me pray with you. And they pray with you. Now, you just have a seat over there, and, and somebody will come in a moment and put your name down, and, and you'll be a member of this church. They might even go as far as get baptized. And the preacher never asks, have you been saved? There's a difference in being saved and joining the church. You can be a member of every church in Oconee County, be baptized in every hole of water there is, and die and go to hell. Do you understand? Hello? We must invite the Lord Jesus into our heart. And the Bible says unless the Spirit of God comes in and attacks us, it's, it's a waste of time. New ownership. New outlook. And when I think about this new outlook, you know, it brings about a destination change. A destination change. You know, I've flown, Lynn and I, we, we've flown many times, and a lot of time on the, on the ticket, your last flight thing, it'll say final destination. I'm thinking, sure enough, <laughs> final destination. Are you hearing me say, final approach? You know, I've, I've been up there when we've circled and circled and circled because the runway was iced over. And I'm thinking, if the runway is iced over, and I'm way up here, and it's freezing cold up here, I'm peeping out the window to see if the wing's got ice on it. I want to know about this final approach. Okay? Well, the plane landed. And it was a horrible, it was a rough landing. People began to get off. And again, I can see this little lady right now. Here she is on her walker. She's doing her best to come up the aisle, you know. Here she comes. She gets up there. Most of the time, a lot of times, you'll see the pilot. You know, he's come out to say, thank you for flying with us and blah, blah. Before he can say anything to her, she says, young man, were you flying this airplane? Said, yes, ma'am, I was. She said, well, could you tell me something? Did we have a rough landing or did we get shot down? <laughs> you know, hey, that final destination. When we think about that final destination, make sure that your and my final destination is heaven. Listen, I hope that I built my last house, okay? I hope I don't have to go through building another house. I may build some more outbuildings. But I hope I don't have to build another house. I hope that's it. I hope I'll be carted out of there or carted out of here. I'd rather be carted out of here. Hey, Sandifer's just a blink right down here. Just, hey, just wheel him right in. What was he doing? He was hollering. That's what one little child asked the daddy led to and said, why is he hollering? I don't know. I guess it's just the gear I'm in. But that final destination is important. We need to make sure. Make sure. We think about the invasion of the Holy Spirit of God. It's a change of ownership. It's a change of outlook. But I tell you something, else, it's a change of obligation. It's a change of obligation. And by the way, uh, we're obligated to keep this place up. And that comes from our tithing. And, and by the way, uh, as of this morning, I paid my back tithe. Okay, you remember? If you wasn't here last Sunday, I'm sorry. Get the tape. But uh, I was given two suits. 
And last Sunday when I'm preaching on tithing, it occurred to me I didn't tithe off of that much that was given for that suit. In fact, this is one of them. But God bless, hey, I took care of that today. I don't want to get to my final destination and hear him say, son, you ain't got no reservation here. You ain't got no reservation. Hey, wait a minute. I pastored, I preached, I, I had a wife, I had two boys, I had grandyoungers, I had a great, I don't care. You didn't make reservations. You did everything except your reservations. When we think about that, listen, we're obligated to keep up this place. We're obligated to be faithful to church. Be faithful here. This is, if this is your church, be faithful to that church. You know what I appreciate? I appreciate people, members, when they say, Kenny, I won't be here tonight. I'm going to be such and such place. Good. Otherwise, what do they do at school if you don't show up? They mark you absent, tardy, and it goes on your report. Well, I'm not keeping a report. I'm not going to give out report cards. But I appreciate those who say, uh, we won't be here tonight. We're going to be elsewhere. Hey, God bless you. We're obligated to witness for Jesus. We're obligated to tell somebody about Christ. Say, hey, let me tell you what happened. People are going to listen. We're obligated to visit the sick and the shut-ins. Can you imagine being a faithful member here at this place and something happening? And you go in the hospital and from there to the rest home, never ever to come out and nobody from the church comes to see you. It happens. It happens. We're obligated to pray for each other. Pray for each other. How many people you reckon is praying for me right now, okay? You need to ask yourself that. How many people is praying for me? What do I need in my life? I may not know all that I need in my life. I like the, uh, I guess it was the uh, offertory music that, the girls played, and I, I thought about this. He breaks every barrier down. I don't care what the barrier is. He can break it down. If that's what it takes to get your heart's attention and my heart's attention and allow the Holy Spirit to invade our life, let him break it down for goodness sakes. You and I may have built up that barrier, okay? We may have built up the barrier. You know, all those two years at least that, that I knew for a fact God was calling me to preach, and I didn't want to tell anybody. I was keeping it to myself. The Holy Spirit of God was doing his best to invade me on that, and I would not give in. I would go to parties. I would go wherever the gang went. I, I would go and have a good time. I could laugh on the outside, but I was dying on the inside. You can't play that route too long. After a while, it's going to catch up with you and the Holy Spirit is going to break down that barrier and invade your life. Unless the Spirit of God touches you and calls you, it's useless to come. But let me tell you something. He wants you to be saved. And the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved and saved forever. You see, salvation and, and stewardship go together. What if God hadn't have given? For God so loved the world that he gave. What if God so loved the world that he says to Jesus, Son, I want you to go down there and die, but if anybody wants to believe in this, it's going to cost them. 
They're going to have to have this and this and this if they're going to get into heaven because of what you're doing. Our little young'uns over at the Good News Club, they know that Jesus went to the cross. They know he died. They know that three days later he came forth and showed himself. They know he's in heaven right now on the right hand of God the Father. And I think it's about, I may tell it wrong, 16 or 17 little kids right now that Lynn and, and Kathy and several others are working with through the process of the Holy Spirit invading their lives. Seventeen. It's amazing what God will do if we will just open up, okay, and, and allow it to happen. You see, each local assembly, uh, which is the church of people, uh, united together in the Lord Jesus Christ for one common cause, and that is to reach the lost, okay? Now, we know that downstate, it's horrible down there. People have lost everything. People are there trying to help them recover, okay? But now, hopefully satisfied that those people who are helping recover through this and, and rescuing people are, are Christian people and they're sharing Jesus with them. You see, this storm just didn't happen. I mean, it happened for a reason. It happened for a purpose. You know, they're flooded down there. We're drying up up here. Who's in control of that? God is. I mean, there's a story in the Bible where it didn't rain for three and a half years. Not even any dew fell. Three and a half years. God could, he could do it again. If he'd done it to them because of their wicked ways, he could do it to us right here. And from here all the way to Moultrie, Georgia, there has been no rain. I mean, the little ponds you see is just slowly drying up. I, I looked at ours yesterday. It's about 30 inches below where it normally is supposed to be, and it's spring-fed. We may not always have that precious commodity called water. I never would have thought I'd have been going to the store buying water, but it could come to a point you can't even buy it. Allow the Holy Spirit of God to invade your life. It's a simple thing of saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you for your opportunity, Lord. You've afforded us this morning to be in your house. Thank you for your, your holy word. Lord, I realize and I thank you and I know that I have been bought with a price. And that price is the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that you've given me opportunities over and over to glorify your holy name. You've given me opportunities upon opportunities to give you honor and praise and glory for all that you do every day. Lord, help us not to hold back. Help us to flood this altar this morning. Praying for those that need you, Lord. God, we don't have an altar time, but we can have another one.
So I pray that you speak to our people. God, we ask your will to be done. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask. Amen.